Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle, medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. Hey everybody, Dr. Dad's coming at you. This is Dr. David Wardy, and I'm with my main man, Dr. Nicholas Jensen. Happy Halloween! Right? <laughs> Crazy! What what a what a big event every year Halloween is, and it's becoming more of a big event thanks to you guys. We're feeling inspired. We we feel the call of like to dress up and and really engage. And obviously our kids are you know both around the same age, so it's it's a fun time in the Jensen and Wardy house, isn't it? We're trying to revive it. Um, you know, <laughs> Halloween seems like it's slowly dying, and it's a sad thing. You know, I was talking. As we were trick-or-treating last night, we had a bunch of people come over because like we try to get like, friends together just to have fun one night, right? Yeah. And I said, you know, it's kind of sad that it's gotten to this place where like, and I don't know who's attacking it, if it's just like the Christian church or whatever it is, but like they went after it, I know about a decade ago or more. And they're like, they hmm. started like doing this anti like Halloween type, you know, deal amongst all the churches and it's killing Halloween. And then their, 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 their ploy about it is like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's Satan's holiday and da, da, da. But that's not what it's about, man. Like, totally. in all honesty, like, how cool is Halloween? You get to dress up and be whatever you want for one day and get to, like, be in a character of, like, a superhero or, I mean, whatever it is that you want to be. And you just get to, like, enjoy that day and, and wearing that costume and being in that type of persona. And it's like one day a year. I mean, like how many times? I mean, and for kids, man, like how often do they get uh, to do things like that? Yeah, we, then, we were literally driving home from trick-or-treating last night. And my, my son, Sora, and the youngest one was like, this is my favorite holiday. Best day of the year. See, so yeah, it's just about <laughs> having fun dressing up. Like kids aren't exactly. like thinking about evil stuff and like the devil. I mean, it's not about that. And like, yeah. it's unfortunate to see people ruining a holiday that like I grew up watching like the neighborhood come alive at nighttime, yeah. right? Like my, so my CA was telling me, yeah, like you'd have like the sweet lady down the street that's your neighbor turn into the witch on Halloween, right? And dress up and hand out candy. Or, you know, you have this guy in his front yard playing practical jokes on kids trying to scare him. I mean, it's just for fun. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like we just forgot, like that's, that is that, that energy of Halloween. It's just having fun, man. And to yeah. watch like our boys, right? Like just to enjoy, like you talk about Soren. I mean, you saw Diego's costume. I mean, he loves dressing up, man. So it's just giving him that day to do that. So mm-hmm. it was a blast, man. We, you know, it's a big event in the Wardy House. It's cool to see the Jensen tribe like starting to make it big in your house. I get excited to see your all's costumes every year now. So like, yeah, it's, it's a good time, man. And like, you just can see like years ahead, we're going to be doing this for a long time and just having fun with it. So Well, and that's the thing too. It's like, it makes such a great memory, right? And, and, our, and our kids remember us dressing up. You know, when yeah. I look back, I don't remember my parents. I don't know. I don't think, I can't think off the top of my head if I've ever remember them ever dressing up, you know? Yeah. See, Maybe yours did. did. Did yours, do you know? Do you remember? I, you know, my mom would dress up a couple times a few years on and off. Like she'd have some parties she'd go to and stuff. And I remember a couple times, but like they didn't dress up all the time, you know? Right. And I think it's cool that we do that with our kids, right? Like we get totally. to ju- jump in that fun with them and it just makes it more fun for them. 
Yeah. What do you What do you guys do with the uh, the candy? We we've uh, adopted so thanks, a switch witch. Well, thanks right? to you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. You're the one that yeah. taught me about that. So um, yeah, we do the switch witch. So for our listeners who don't know what that is, uh, Doctor Nick taught me this because I remember having a conversation with you and being, you know what? Like we don't eat candy. We literally dump it in the trash when we get home. And like yeah. just watching your little boy's face, like Meh. And I remember <laughs> Nick, Doctor Nick said, "Why don't you guys do the switch witch?" And I looked at him like. Who the hell is that? And he's like, you just leave the candy out and then you switch it out with something. And this could be a small toy. This could be $10. I mean, the -hmm. parents, you just take the candy and put something in replacement for it that you feel is adequate to replace it. And buddy, it's, we did it that year. You told me we did it and it's already like a done deal. He just knows he leaves this candy out. He he said it last night. He's like, I'm going to leave this out for the switch, switch. So awesome. So wait, man. He, because he would have known that the switch witch wasn't there before. Like, is he just does he does he sort? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, he was switch, switch, no he problem. was so little. I think oh, that's true. I was yeah. thinking back when we met you guys, and I think he was like three when we first met you guys. Right. Four. So he wouldn't so have known. He didn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like the norm now, though. I mean, he just yeah. knows the switch witch will come and take his candy and put something else. It's funny. Yeah. Our our oldest son last year busted us. Oh, did he? he he, i think he saw them in the trunk like the Uh, the switch up present he saw them in the trunk and then basically started opening up that can of worms with sonia and uh sonia decided she wasn't gonna lie to him and so he knows but he still plays it out and i guess on on the way home last night when we got out of the car to get inside soren our youngest was like so is there really a switch witch like is this and then Kai and our oldest one jumped in. Oh, yeah, like she, she grabs the stuff and he totally bailed nice. Sonia out. That's funny. awesome. Yeah. But it's yeah. funny, like I feel twinge, a little twinge of guilt throwing all that stuff in the garbage. I just. I, I do too, but then I think of what it's made of and then I don't. Exactly. It's not food. It's not real food. I honestly don't. And for our listeners, like I didn't put many posts up this year. Like I should have. I, you see a lot of them. You know, I saw the Saunders put up some posts about Halloween candy and all hmm. that stuff. Um, the reality is, is like, it's a great holiday and it's fun and go trick or treating and do all these things. But the reality is like what they're putting in these kids bags, it's garbage. Like, yeah. and just make it fun. Go trick or treating with your kids. Let them pick one piece of candy from their bag. Let them eat it, have fun. The rest goes in the trash. It's not yeah. worth it. Like totally that stuff. Let's just get started there. And then we'll talk about what we're going to talk today. So we got <laughs> high fructose corn syrup. You have tons of preservatives that, like, you can't even, like, describe some of them that are on the back of those things. Um, What else is in there, buddy? You got... Literally, Sonia was looking up some of the dyes last night. Yeah, like red, blue, yellow, green, all the horrible dyes. I mean, they're just full of chemicals. And it's funny, man. Like, you go to Europe, like Germany, for example, and you buy chocolate there, and it's literally just cocoa, dairy, and, like, wafer and that's it there's nothing else in their stuff like nada so yeah. then you get to the states and you kind of makes you wonder like why do we put all this crap in our food like why do our industries put all this garbage on, in our food and it's not necessary so it's kind of disheartening but for our listeners do not feel guilty dump that stuff in the trash don't put it on the top of your fridge and let your kids just slowly pull a piece every day for like the next two three months because it's not good for them. It's horrible for them. Yeah. And if and if and if you don't want to do the switch, switch, 
go find a better version. You know, Whole Foods and Sprouts sells these uh, Yum Earth organic lollipops and fruit, uh, those fruit snacks and stuff. That, that's at least organic sugar. They're not using the dyes, right? And then at least you're not putting that, that garbage in them. So that, yeah. that, that's the lesson there, man. Like we, we don't let that, that, that holiday turn into like this toxic habit for a child, man. Because I remember growing up with me and my brother, man, like we straight up would have all this Halloween candy and it would just sit in the kitchen, in the pantry, and like every day for probably like a good couple of weeks, we'd just take two or three pieces and be slamming it to yeah. the point. And eventually my mom would be like, okay, that's enough. And she would just dump it out. But yeah, man, it, it's, um, it's kind of crazy, man. This so crazy. See. So the, I pulled up uh, an ingredient list for um, Reese's Pieces, which is a common mm -hmm. one, right? And, you know, you got the hydrogenated oils, the corn syrup solids, um, They've got ingredients in here like, um, I mean, hydrogenated soybean oil, palm oil. I mean, these things literally get stuck in your cell membranes for, for months. Toxic, toxic. Yeah. And then you get into the artificial coloring. So there's tartarazine, sunset yellow. It sounds beautiful. <laughs> FCF and then Allura red, brilliant blue FCF. I mean, these things in many countries are banned. Like they're they're literally not allowed in, oh, yeah. in some of these other countries, and yet they're allowed here. You know, on mass. And have you know, seen what they do now? Reese's is doing. No, so I didn't even notice this till last night when I pulled Diego's candy out. So they have a Reese's peanut butter cup thin now. And it's keto it's friendly. Like, <laughs> no, right. So it's all the same junk. It's all the same garbage. But instead of it being like that thick, they probably cut like a, a slice of about a third of it off. And it's that thin. Wow. And so like slightly less poison. Don't have all of our garbage, but just have <laughs> about a third of our garbage and put it in your mouth. So oh, it's crazy, though. I mean, uh, I don't remember ever looking at ingredients when we were younger. You well, know, it's just all in flavors. All, in all just... honesty, I don't think we had as much crap in our food Fair when enough. we were young. I, I think, don't think they've so. started adding a lot of that stuff. I mean, I bet if yeah. we go book, look in some of those labels, like back in our childhood compared to now, it's not the same label anymore. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. I mean, just think like, you know, our body, I always, I always break it down for people when it comes to our body's ability to get rid of stuff. You know, one is what's your total body burden? What are some of the known things that your body accumulates over time in metal fillings to medications to medical procedures to to whatever whatever the list is long and so that's a total body burden of of all these things and then there's all the unknowables like the pesticides the, the environmental pollutants the things that we're exposed to breathing in on a daily basis and then there's quality of the water there's all these influx of things and then there's the knowable things that we we can actually read and see do i want this in my system you know, like we can read ingredient lists and if we can't pronounce it, if we have some sort of like brilliant sunset yellow FCF dye that probably shouldn't be going into our body. <clears throat> and then it's like, okay, we've got this accumulated mass of stuff and then our body has to do something with it. And because of this ongoing repetition of, of body burden, our, our nutrient base starts to deplete, our enzymatic base depletes our cell membranes you become more and more toxic because these toxins move into those cell membranes so we just become a, a bioaccumulation sponge for these things with a massive deficiency in our ability to get rid of it and so yeah it's just like just one little candy one little chocolate maybe a couple times a week it's, but it's that cumulative effect that really starts to play a massive uh dysfunctional role in the body right 
Well, and I want to hit home on that cumulative effect that you're saying, because it's, it's very stealthy the way it will show up for people. Mm -hmm. You know, people, when they do it, they think it's such a small amount that it's not going to hurt them. But like what, what Nick is saying, everybody is like, it's not just the one time it's because you do it over and over and over and over and over and over and you're doing it daily. Right. And then the bucket starts to overflow as we say. And and it and it's that's with everything that we do that starts to cause problems. It's not usually just like yeah. this one event where we just we binged and we did something we shouldn't have and that made us sick. It's this accumulation, like Nick's saying, of us doing the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And so one place to start for everybody, like we talk about, is just like make some exchanges and take some of the stuff that you find in your pantry or your house that like once you turn that label over, you're like, oh my gosh, I never notice and look at this stuff, but this is really bad. Go find something to exchange with that. It's just a better source of that maybe same thing that's yeah. less toxic. I mean, you're already ahead when you do that. I always tell people, just start with source. Like go mm-hmm. there and you're going to see a big difference. Because again, over time, daily of doing something different will give you a different effect down the line. But you're not going to see those changes if you don't start making these micro changes and these little things that you're putting in your body. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it it just it goes over most people's heads in the, this reality that their body, of course, our body is going to get rid of the toxins. It's like, of course, you know, it's and it's, but it's it not that simple, right? Exactly. Like, let me tell a quick story since we're talking about. This. So I, I think mm-hmm. I mentioned this to you before. I had a good, we had some good friends uh, that lived in the states. And they decided to move to Australia and they were going to open up some businesses over there. And Australia has very strict laws within their food uh, arena. So like a lot of the preservatives that we use here in the States and things that we put in our food are literally banned in Australia. They don't allow them in the food supply. So you'll see a lot of the same products in the grocery store that we have. But when you flip them over, completely different ingredients, same manufacturer, different ingredients so my buddy he was a little heavy set when he moved to australia i'm not gonna lie he was a bigger guy so i remember they had been over there maybe like six months and i saw a picture of him online and i was like holy shit like he looked awesome he lost like a ton of weight so i remember his wife was visiting uh, her family and i ran into her at target here in el paso and i said hey um your husband looks amazing you know like what, what, what did he do? Like, she's like, he didn't do anything. She's like, wow. he did. I, she's like, he changed absolutely nothing. She's like, we literally went over there. And because the food is just naturally less toxic, all the stuff that he was eating before he continued to eat, but the dude lost like 45 pounds in six months. That's and insane. I, and all he it's did was, and he didn't change anything. He had the same habits, did not change anything. So, like, I hope that story helps our listeners kind of, like, understand that it does make a big, big impact on your health. Mm-hmm. And so, like, what we're talking to, there's a there's a big weight of a shift for you in your health, but you got to be willing to start making these changes. Yeah, well, it's interesting because we could, let's break that down a little bit because you, lifestyle is identical. Geography is definitely different. There might be other, like, confounding factors. Um, like maybe sun exposure, maybe his vitamin D level was tanked too, or do, what about stress levels? Did did stress well, he levels? Probably had more stress. Oh yeah, more. He, he was he yeah. was opening new businesses, so he new country sure. too. Oh right. yeah. So yeah. like first six months, 
I mean, who, who moves to a different location in the first six months, starts new businesses and is like, like not stressed. Totally. So, so you had a lot of stress. But that's the that's the cool part of the story, though, right? Yeah, like, yeah, he exactly. He just changed the, the the source of what he was putting in his mouth, and it's magical, right? Well, that's why I thought, thought it was important to highlight that because yeah. you know it's you know stress. Okay, maybe he's just less stressed, but it, clearly that's not the case. You know, one variable may be the vitamin D potentially, but yeah. but I mean, it, someone is who's literally doing the exact same stuff that they were do they were doing in another place. Maybe like. Who knows? Maybe if they had mold toxicity, but mold toxicity wouldn't be super common in, indoors in no, 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 El Paso, no, would it? No, no, not at all. It's too dry. That's a Vancouver. That's a Vancouver thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Right? Yeah, yeah so man, it's, it's it's pretty amazing when you think about it. And you know, it's not just what we put in our mouth, right? Like it's what we're putting on our skin, which yeah. is a big one for. I mean, women. You guys put a whole lot more stuff on your skin than us men. Well, not all men. We have some <laughs> metrosexuals out there, which is fine, but. I mean, there's stuff we put on our body and it's the same story. Yeah. Like you all need to go to ewg.org. They have an app. You can scan stuff when you buy it. That kind of rates it. You can look it up to see how clean it is. There's another app called Think Dirty that you can mm -hmm. scan stuff uh, when you go to the store, whether this is soap, shampoo, conditioner, hair products, lotions, like anything that you're putting on your skin, which is another organ, it has to absorb. I mean, even the shower, right? Like I always tell yeah. people a 10 minute shower, you're absorbing shit tons of chlorine in your system because mm -hmm. the water's full of it. There's all kinds of other stuff in our water that literally we absorb through our skin. Yeah. So understand like that's <laughs> the real, it's the real deal. And whatever you can do to mitigate this toxic load has a big impact on your overall health. Hey, I'm curious, you know, you guys have season changes in El Paso. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're sort of talking about a shift in season with regards to Halloween and, um, you know, just the, some of the stuff that comes with, with that, you know, sort of influx and sugar load and, you know, obviously how to clear it's things out. The season but what's, of sugar. The season of sugar, yeah. <laughs> but what's, what's like the environmental seasonal change that happens in El Paso that you know, do you notice any changes in your body as temperatures changes like what are some things that you do with this sort of transition um like as far as habits in the fall no, not even that just like does your body recognize like i'll give you an example and i'm curious you know just because we're talking about geography uh, differences for me when when i'm spending less time outside uh, because the weather sucks here when it starts raining and there's more indoor time uh temperature change um i notice my skin goes super dry like I, I, I noticed a, a definitely a change to dryness. And um, so I'm more likely to, to put things on topically as that transition time and increase uh, oral supplementation of oils and things like that for that transition. Uh, I'm curious if you notice anything in your own body with seasonal change. Like oh, this. yeah, for sure. And, and what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. So like when winter comes for sure, dry man, it gets hella dry in El Paso uh, with the cold. So yeah. You guys on, are, yeah, you guys are cold desert, so yeah. not a lot of moisture, right? So I'm yeah. putting on a ton more lotion in the winter. Like in the summer and the spring, I can get away with not putting on as much. But in the winter, it's like a, every day I have to put it on my feet and my legs. And so like there's just a whole lot more going on there. And then, like you're saying, I'm not outside as much because it gets really cold. And like yeah. I don't go train outside. We're not taking as many walks and hikes and stuff. I mean, we'll go hike, but we're bundled up and stuff. So 
I stay pretty active, but as far as like exposure outside, like I do in the summer and spring, not, not as much. And mm-hmm. I, I usually go into a little bit more of a feast mode uh, during yeah. during that time of the year. So like I'll get, I'll put on some weight. So I usually put around eight to ten pounds uh, in the fall, in the spring, or not the spring, the the fall moving the fall into the winter. Spring. Yeah, yeah, but like it's intentional. Like I purposely know that season I'm going to go into feast mode a little bit more and. And mm-hmm. change what I'm doing, right? And then in the spring it shifts. But yeah, for sure the dryness, man. Like there's there's a little bit different type of of, of physiology Climate, taking yeah. place, and the yeah, you can feel the environment changing for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, any any other things? Like, are you are you spending more time on the say red light, or, or is there other things that you're doing? Um, I wouldn't say I, as far as my self care, it changes as much. Um, my workouts change a little bit. I don't do as much cardio in the, when in the winter time. Winter time. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's mostly just weightlifting and stuff like that. Usually when it starts to warm up, I start to get outside and do more cardio. I ride my mountain bike. Yeah. I run, I trail run and do stuff like that. But like, yeah, the winter kind of puts a damp, damper on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was kind of noticing the same thing. There was, there was many days during the summer where I would go for a run after work, but you know, for us too, uh, and we're good. I, I guess there's gonna be at least one more year of time, like actual change in the time. Uh, that's happening once more. I, I don't know if you guys are doing that this year. In, in I know Texas. we're we're gonna Use fall done? forward, and then we're done. And then you're done. Next okay. year we're not springing back. I, I right, right. Enough, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, so again, to that point though, less time. I, what time does it get dark for you guys there then? Uh, right now it's getting dark. I think like around seven ish. Okay. Like, so, yeah, a little after seven and starting to get dark. Yeah, that's, I guess, that's similar. But I know eventually in our darkest day of the year, it's going to be dark by like four, four thirty for us. Oh, wow. And so, yeah. So it's like, gets, it really shuts down significantly. So, you know, I'm thinking for people who are in those northern, you know, areas, whether it be US to Canada and obviously, you know, extreme north, um, this is where I think some light therapy is a, is a fantastic idea. Oh, for sure. Especially where you yeah. guys are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 It's kind of depressing, you know, leaving for work and it's dark out and then you're inside and then you leave to go home from work and it's dark outside. It's I like, can imagine, man. Not a lot of sunshine out that time of year. You know, even when I was just in grad school uh, in Dallas, Texas, man, like there's a good three months out of the year where it's just super overcast. Yeah. And it's like the sun just doesn't come out. It comes out like once a week for like a half day and then it's gone. And then when it comes out, everybody's outside for that like half day and then like it goes away and everybody goes back inside. And mm-hmm. so I know what that feels like. I never experienced that in El Paso because it's always, they call it the sun city because it's literally always sunny and really pretty here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I could totally agree, man. Like you guys get tons of rain and yeah. so you're getting a whole lot more overcast weather out there. And, I'd yeah. definitely be doing lots of light therapy for sure. And then, and you know, to that point with moisture, I'm just wondering, you know, what kind of microbiome support are you guys doing in that maybe more intense dryness, the indoor air, you know, uh, for us, we might do more like candida protocols or like killing protocols, killing off some of the yeast, um, you know, maybe focusing a little, little bit more on detoxification as you, you know, lead to more indoor time. Thinking about air fil- filtration for the indoor air, uh, thinking about some things to change the environment. What, what what do you guys do? So around the house, man, like we have the water softener for the house. Yeah. So like we clean the whole the water running through the whole house, and then I have an RO unit under the sink 
And then we also have the aqua, what is it called? The aqua true? Aqua true, yeah. Yeah, and so like some of our drinking water is like distilled. Literally, it's cleaned three times before we put it in. <laughs> and, then, and then I have air doctors all over the house, and then yeah. I have a molecule in my bedroom. So the air mm-hmm. is constantly being cleaned. And buddy, you know, it's interesting. You know, you grow up and you just change the air filter on the AC, and mm-hmm. it's always dirty, right? But then you get these other small machines throughout your house running, and you're like, oh my God, there's like a shit ton more stuff in the air that's like not getting picked up. And these guys pick it up all the time. Yeah. So yeah, like I'm always cleaning the filters out on those guys and they're full of fun stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And so it's crazy. Like we're inside more, but like for our listeners, like indoor air quality is horrible compared to outside. And so in the yeah. winter, like Nick's saying, if you're inside more, you need to have things inside mitigating a lot of that stuff that's inside like the indoor air quality because you're breathing mm-hmm. all that stuff in and it does have an effect on your health. You know, um, two really easy places to start indoors is water and air. Yeah. You know, and like, don't break the bank, but pick one thing, maybe one year to go after, maybe do the air, the air and buy some filters to put around your house. And then maybe the next year do the water or vice versa, but like it, it will pay off over time, these small investments in, in making your environment just a little bit more clean and mm-hmm. non-toxic. Yeah. And I mean, even in relation to having pets too, I mean, I noticed when with our molecule, when we had the cats for that, for that one year, uh, I mean, our molecule would get way more traction and we'd have to change those filters much more frequently oh, uh, sure. when with, with the pets around. Right. Oh, yeah. And I know you, you guys are fur baby lovers, so. Oh, man. Well, we yeah. were we had six. We're down to three now. And then we have a cat. Oh, wow. Jeez, yeah. Yeah. That's right. We, we have a cat. Chance. So, yeah. So, it's still, yes, there's a lot. We vacuum every day in my house, man. Right. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And then when I look at how much comes up after one day, I'm just like, I look at yeah. Clarissa, like, I give her this look, like, really? Like, <laughs> I can't wait till we're down to, like, one or two animals. Cause right. The thing about oh go ahead. go ahead. No, when we were young, six six animals didn't seem like a big deal, but then you get older and you're like, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, so. Totally on top of a kid. Yeah, yeah. But I was gonna say, you know, the so the, uh, according to the global statistics, four uh, percent of um, all global death is a result of indoor air quality. Oh wow! And it's just significant. You know, you think about it, and then you think about some of the the populations of people with where you know, high, high, high populous, high density, you know, cities, urban, urban places, you know, I think of like Philippines and some of these places with like 40 some odd million people living in a city, Mexico city, you have a lot of people in these situations living in small quarters, you know, if the weather's not fantastic, you're gonna be indoors more, that's gonna, you know, increase exposure to, you know, or susceptible immune susceptibility. And so that, you know, really taking care of whatever you can indoors, especially with the air. Uh, I mean, that's huge. Well, it's so I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought that up, man. Cause like mm-hmm. El Paso is honestly a good example for that. So like, you know, they say El Paso has around 880,000 people. That's such bullshit. Like the census is so weird. I was talking to some people about this the other day, like it's so inaccurate. Like in El Paso at any given time, there's probably a million and a half people. Right. And then we have Juarez literally right across I-10, buddy. So, like, you have to count Juarez as part of El Paso because we're sharing air with them, too. Right. So, funny enough, man, this time of year, because it starts to get cold, 
we a lot of the poor population in what is mexico lives literally real close to the border and the actual fence okay so when you look over off of i-10 you can see a lot of where these people live and they don't have heaters so what they do to heat themselves at night is they burn trash and tires yep. and all kinds of fun stuff right whatever will burn they pretty much are burning it to stay warm now the problem with that is it puts a ton of particulate into the air and yep. anybody who lives in El Paso knows that this time of year when you're driving on I-10 by UTEP and downtown area and that central area, there's just like a haze, like like all day and all night. You can see it. And it's literally all the particulate matter in, in the air. And then we're breathing that in all day. You know, and I'm lucky that my house is on the outskirts of El Paso, like on the far west side. And so like the air quality is a little bit better coming off of the Franklin Mountains. And so we don't get as much of that. Mm-hmm. But for the people that are living like UTEP, pretty much central area going, you know, a little bit further east, like towards Copia and these other exits. And if you're in El Paso, you know what I'm talking about. The air quality there. And if you, you can look on apps, they show it. The air quality is horrible. That's the wow. worst part of all, all of El Paso. The air quality is just God awful, especially near like by Western Refinery and some of these areas. And people, this contributes to your health issues. Yeah. You know, I'd I, I, be interesting to run some research studies to see how many people have like COPD in that area or you know, have issues with their lungs or asthma or allergies. I mean, or pandemics. Yeah, <laughs> man. Like no joke. But like, for, yeah. like you're saying the immune system, it's kind of like this type of year, their immune system is constantly under attack. And then they're mm-hmm. slamming all that sugar, right? The season of sugar. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, it's like, yeah, you're going to get sick probably. There's just yeah. too much your terrain can't sustain. Yeah. I mean, we, we noticed that even here. I mean, just when it started raining as of like a week ago, in the weeks previous to that, we've been having really poor air quality up where we are too, just with the fires. Mm. Like there's all fires seem to happen sometime July, August, and they, they run until the rain comes uh, more significantly. And this year was a particularly dry year. And yeah, the amount of people getting, you know, more colds or flus or lingering coughs and lingering fatigue or, you know, we, we always want to be aware of all these different environmental influences. So, you know, we don't have the capacity to control that external environment, but your home is your sanctuary. Right. So you got to You got to look for ways to really optimize airflow. And you mentioned water, like those are two big ones. And then I would say EMF would be another one that we we have some control over, right? Yeah, well, and before I get to EMF, one other thing I wanted to mention, and you guys probably maybe have a little bit of this going on where you live, is, you know, right after the spring, as we move into the fall and the summer, like, depending on how much rain El Paso gets, we get crazy amounts of weeds, right? Mm. So instead of like, instead of the city, like pulling the weeds and the medians in these areas that are like along major roads, they like to spray this fun poison that looks green (laughs) all over the place. And what's interesting enough is every year that they do this, everybody's respiratory systems go to shit like literally with like at the exact same time. Like I can time it up for you and tell you exactly when all these upper respiratory problems are going to start up in El Paso. And it's right when they start spring. And, it, and it's crazy. Like people, you need to understand when you're driving down Mesa and some of these other roads and you see that green stuff that they're spraying to kill weeds off, that stuff is straight up poison. And then it's not just mm-hmm. laying and staying on the ground. It's blowing in the air and you're inhaling it. And if you wonder why you're starting to get like runny noses and upper respiratory issues and sinus issues and all these things that time of year, a lot of people say, oh, it's just allergies. Well, it's allergies to the weeds and the shit they're spraying on the weeds that you're having to deal with. 
So there's a toxic load there that we're having to deal with. But yeah, man, I mean, there's, it just goes to show you there's a whole lot of other stuff going on in the air aside from like, like the things that we're talking about. Yeah. yeah but, and then EMFs, man, that, I mean, that's another huge one. I mean, Massive. There's a hygiene responsibility now that we live in. You know, me and me, you and me growing up, that wasn't something anybody thought about because we mm -hmm. didn't have, we weren't on devices the amount that we are yep. now, right? I mean, I was looking at a thing, they were talking about the, one of the biggest things that these devices affects for children is circulation of their brain. That's huge, man. And so they're talking about when you're handing your, your kid that, I, that iPad or that iPhone because you don't want to have to like sit there and like entertain your kids and you, you want to like maybe just talk and like push them aside, right? Like which a lot of parents do. I see it all the time. Mm -hmm. They just give them the device because it's easy. Yeah. But I mean, what are you doing to your kid long term by doing that? You're creating all kinds of problems outside of just the toxicity of the EMS and stuff. But everybody, EMFs are a big problem. And a lot of people have about 30% of the population are hypersensitive to these things. So we're not talking about just cell phones and iPads and your Wi-Fi. I'm talking about even like these hybrid cars and like these electric cars. If you're one of those sensitive individuals and you're driving a Tesla and now you're having health issues, I guarantee you you're EMF sensitive. And now that you're driving a car that's just basically exploding all over you with that radiation every time you drive it, it's probably contributing to some of your health issues. This is a For real sure. thing. This isn't bullshit. Like yeah. there are individuals that have trouble with these things. And the moment you remove these from their environment or you help them shield, it's like night and day for them. Yeah. Oh, so absolutely. I, I shield myself with my phone. I've always had some form of shielding device on my phone. And then I wear those Beats by Dre uh, headphones when I work out, but I buy these little like deals that, that literally shield the EMFs from those too, because they're Wi-Fi mm -hmm. or they're Bluetooth. I'm sorry. So, I mean, there's a, there's just a responsibility there to shield yourself. Right. Yeah. And I mean, the, it's so funny, man. It's kind of like, this is very well known that it causes problems yet people still want to act like it doesn't. Like, mm -hmm. it's kind of like Tommy used to tell us, like, everybody has a fever and it's just like, oh, okay, well, I have one too. No big deal. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, we have, we have to be responsible enough if we're going to use these things to understand that there is a negative aspect of them and we need to shield ourselves and then teach our kids how to do the same because who knows the stuff they're going to have when they get older, like we are, man, like probably have Im implants and shit in their heads that do all this. Totally. Stuff. So my god i hope not but yeah that's a reality for sure well yeah man i mean emfs are a big one i mean yeah. head headaches microbiome issues gut issues fatigue um, mm -hmm. migraines and i said headaches i mean their sleep issues these are all yeah. real things everybody so if you're if if you are that person i just described and you have like a Wi-Fi router in your house that you don't shield and you leave it on all night. It's probably affecting you your sleep, sleep with your earpods. Yeah, or your phone's your right AirPods. next to you with your yeah. Wi-Fi on. I mean, all these things are impacting your health, and you have yeah. to make some changes there. Yeah, I mean, you brought up the like the you know the headphones, and I quickly mentioned the AirPods. I mean, the amount of people that are wearing these things for hours and hours, you know, through the day. I think we forget this, like this is your master regulator of the brain, you know, when you constantly are beaming frequency into the brain, the whole downstream regulation, the hypothalamus, how we regulate our temperature, our circadian rhythm, you know, 
so on and so forth. Everything is being regulated through this uh, really important brain. You mentioned like the change in blood flow is affected. Obviously, the neurological communication, the, the glandular communication of the hormonal system, the neuropeptides in the brain. I mean, how much of all of this bioaccumulation of things uh, literally leads to a deterioration in quality of life. And, and, you know, this is part of the, I think the frustration that people have is that they've got this, their symptom set and they're expecting their doctor to uncover, you know, the right medication or whatever that, you know, bullet they're, they're hoping for that will take care of all the, the, the crap that, that they're, or the crappiness that they're feeling. I mean, we sort of, we started this conversation on sugar and and what you know you can you know impact and everything that we've discussed is something that you can impact to change your health for the better. Um, and when you start to get into just what does it take to just be in right relationship with a natural environment or how do you get as close to a natural environment as possible, you know, just start checking the list of the symptoms that start to disappear because you're removing all these levels of interference that you just weren't paying attention to before. Yeah. And you'd be pleasantly surprised how you may, like Nick is saying, like all these symptoms just start magically going away after you kind of go through this, this little docket of trying to, like you're saying, just natural, man. Like yeah. it's crazy how much of an artificial environment we live in now. Like it's completely artificial. Everything, even to like these stupid Febreze things, people plug into but, their <laughs> damn houses. Like people, that's straight up cancer. Like yeah. you're, you're literally plugging in cancer deals into your house and saying, oh, it smells so amazing in here. And yeah. like literally you're making yourself like uber sick. Like yeah. burn a freaking wax candle, like a beeswax candle. Like find yeah. better ways to do these things because there yeah. are much better ways and convenience will make you sick. Mm -hmm. Like we have to go above and beyond now to make sure our environment, like your temple, your home, the place that you exist in with your family is a very safe and clean environment for you to thrive while you're there. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think if we chose to take on this responsibility collectively, we wouldn't have such complex conditions because uh -huh. there's such a, there's such an assault on so many different directions. Like, of course, the GP is not going to be able to figure it out. Of course, most alternative practitioners aren't going to figure it out because we're not going through the checklist of really changing that, you know, changing the, what you can control. And and if we're just looking for the, the best protocol, like the best supplement, the best whatever, the best treatment to clear your symptoms, we're, we're missing everything. Just those intrinsic needs of what it means to be a human operating on this planet. And we need to be in relationship in a, in a really profoundly back to nature kind of way. Clean up your terrain, everybody. That's it. It's just like an animal that lives in his own little nook of nature. We have our yeah. nooks. Those are our homes. How clean is your home? Mm -hmm. How clean are you making that for you and your family? And I mean, we have a responsibility as parents in this day and age because of just the reality of what things are. To, to do a little bit more you know our, I don't think our parents had to do these things or think about these things but we do mm -hmm. we do yeah yeah and I think one last thing I'd say on that is that you know if we truly decided to take this on which you know I don't see how we have any other choice but you know those of you who are listening you know what does it take to 
you know, it's not, you're not expected to do all this starting tomorrow, but pick something, pick something for this month. I'm going to clean up my water system, you know, and then next month you clean up the air system, start putting air doctors or molecules or, you know, whatever system that you know to be, to work well, um, you know, start doing that in the next month and then, you know, start chipping away at the EMF. Like we did a great podcast with Nick Pinot mm -hmm. that talked about some guidelines and strategies to work with that EMF. You know, start chipping away at that, but, you know, start looking at the bigger picture of how to transform your environment over the next year. And then, you know, your cooking supplies, your cooking pots and your, the oils that you're using, you know, how can you just start to slowly but surely change that environment, you know, to the point of your, you know, your friend that went to Australia who literally is receiving different ingredients because they didn't serve those ingredients in the same packaged foods. Like, just the impact of someone completely unconscious to his eating habits did the exact same thing, but his body transformed. You can actually have conscious control over what you're doing and make those dietary changes. And, you know, look at yourself a year from now, two years from now, you're going to be healthier than you were yesterday. Well, and that's right? it, right? Like, it, it's not like you're looking for this immediate, that's not healing everybody. Yeah. Never has been still not healing. Like, it's like Nick saying like okay where was I this year and then I did all these things okay where am I th next this next year at the same time I look back and be like oh man I'm like way healthier this year look at all these little things I've been doing and changes I've made and you know like I talk to you about that all the time like from where I used to be with my health and then even now right yep. I mean I was like a different person literally didn't recognize you yeah, and didn't get here overnight right like it's all these things we're talking about but like you're only moving forward, everybody. So you might as yeah. well start making the healthy changes. Yeah. I mean, one one part of that too, I think is so important is just that mindset. Because at some point along the way in our in our reality of time, we buy into the fact that it's just because I'm getting old. And the more I like erase that from your mind or please change that story. You know, every time you hear yourself saying that, what else, what am I missing? What am I missing? What am I not looking at? What have I not addressed in my environment? You know, because that does not have to be a reality whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Very good, man. Very good. Well, another fun afternoon with Dr. Wardy. Love it, yeah. man. Like, always gems. It was, always it was magical, man. We didn't even know what to talk about today, and it just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, love you, brother. We'll see you uh, next week. Love you too, brother. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to The Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.